ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fantasy fans from around the world, now presenting your China-based fantasy podcast with your host, Chris M. Bryan. It's time for Fantasy Football! <laughs> Woo! Hey, fantasy football fans. This is the China-based fantasy podcast, and we are your hosts, Chris Fishbeck Barnett. This is Brian the Moose Murray. And this is our Week 7 show. Oof, last week was a tough one for injuries, um, but before we start getting down uh, about you know Aaron Rodgers being out and some of the other players, big-name players that went out last week, let's talk about some of the players that went off. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald went stratospheric, uh, had over 130 yards. Um, AP is getting all the news, uh, of course, with the trade and being on the Cardinals. Uh, he also had 130 yards. Uh, and scored two touchdowns in a monster game. He looks like a perfect fit uh, for that offense. And at the same time, with AP leave at New Orleans, Mark Ingram blew up. Uh, he had a, over 100 yards on the ground, a couple of touchdowns, and caught 5-of-5 five five in the passing game for 36 yards. Uh, you know, I guess it really does you know, bode well that uh, AP left and has given these guys in New Orleans a, a bigger, better chance to get uh, more playing time. So Yeah, it was uh, a win-win for both teams. Uh, I wish I would have seen more Kamara on the field, but he did a lot with his limited touches. Uh, he did enough for you if you started him in your lineup to not feel bad. Didn't have a blow-up yeah. game I was looking for. Uh, he had 75 yards on the run. He did get more touches than he has uh, at all throughout the, the beginning of the season. Uh, so he, he got about five, seven more touches, um, which is which was really good to see. Uh, but he did a little bit less in the passing game, where Ingram, you know, took a, a larger role uh, than I was expecting. But uh, for Mark Ingram owners, man, you've got to be pumped. Yeah, you do. Uh, also, Deshaun Watson, he's still putting into it. Um, you know, he didn't pass for a whole lot of yards, but. He threw three touchdowns, and he's continuing to show that even though he's a rookie, he's playing like a he's playing like a professional quarterback, and he's looking great right now. So yeah, I, uh, I think he might push Kareem Hunt for rookie of the year if uh, yeah if Kareem has a couple more you know stinkers like this past week. Even though he still had a good game, it's really hilarious where the bar is set for Kareem Hunt now. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but he is slowing down a little bit. <clears throat> he is. He really hasn't been performing as well the last few weeks. Uh, I think it's because defenses are keying in on him a little bit more. And you know, it's kind of surprising to me this week that he actually didn't get in the end zone because of uh, the way this game ended up. You know, Kelsey ended up in the end zone. Tyreek Hill had a great game, which. Uh, you know, it it was just a back and forth game. Oakland ended up pulling it out, but yeah, Kareem Hunt. You know, I I still look. I still have all the faith in him. I think he's uh, going to be a great running back uh, for you know for at least a few years. But you know, look, there's there's always a learning curve in the NFL. You know, there you know that first game when he broke out or he well. He fumbled the ball on his first snap, and then all of a sudden just broke out and tore it up against the Patriots. Um, you know, there's it's hard to make a game plan against guys like that, but now there's tape on these guys. And so, I, you know, look, Kareem Hunt's still going to get his. I still have faith in him, but he you're, he has slowed down quite a bit. Let's stay on that, on that Chiefs game for a second. Um, Cooper came out of nowhere. <sighs> Finally, and after being ranked like number 90 for the year. 
I mean, he's crazy having a terrible season and then puts over 200 yards in this game, 40 fantasy points. I don't think anybody was starting yards. him. I mean, if you were starting him, you, man, you, you won your week. But, uh, yeah, he went bonkers. They targeted him uh, more than they have all season long. Uh, you could tell that the team was making a like, an effort to get him going. 19 targets he had. Yeah. It was absurd. 19. And he also had about five drops. Um, it was unbelievable. Uh, and really disappointing. Uh, they they probably could have lost the game for as many times as they went to Cooper and he dropped the ball. Uh, but, you know, he came through in super huge ways enough to balance, you know, the miss misplays. What do you do with him now? Oh, that's that's a good question because, I mean, is he going to be the Amari Cooper we saw last night or is he going to be the Amari Cooper that has been going on all year? Um, basically, I think the guy is still going to be trouble, you know, having troubles with drops, but his first two seasons, he caught over 1,000 yards. He was a guy that people were targeting in drafts specifically as at least a bottom end wide receiver one, but your wide receiver two more than likely. And, you know, he hasn't performed like it all year, so it's really kind of hit or miss uh, right now. But also, with the way Derek Carr played, I think it was time for them to show, look, don't give up on Cooper just yet. Uh, They actually, they have an up and down schedule coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, they play a very tough Buffalo uh, secondary. Um, then they play Miami and then New England. And then after that, uh, Denver and the Giants. So there's actually four out of five games where they're they're playing some pretty stout secondary, some pretty stout defenses. And I think, I think Cooper would still be a safe bet to go. Um, but no more than no more than a flex, and let, until he could prove that he's not going to drop the balls uh, as many times as he has been. Um, uh, I, I don't know, man. What do you think? Let me I ask mean, you. I, I'm still, let, me, let me put it to you this way: Would you rather have Cooper or Crabtree for the rest of the season? Crabtree. All right, there you go. Uh, so let's touch on Rogers being out because we. This is a there's a big injury. It affects a lot of Huge. fantasy players. Uh, obviously, that team is not going to be as efficient or as good without Aaron Rodgers. Um, but what do you do with your skilled players? Are you starting any of them this week, or what are you doing? Um, well, I think the safe bets this week are definitely Jones and and uh, Montgomery, and because. All right, look, Huntley came in last week and basically coughed up three interceptions, all right? And Aaron Rodgers going down has really hurt the team as a whole, but I think uh, it, it's just hard to say. I mean, I I think they're going to have to depend on the run a little bit more until this guy gets uh, a, you know some, a little bit more experience, a little more comfortable in, in the pocket, a little bit more comfortable in the huddle and show that he can lead this team. I mean, Brett Hundley is actually a pretty good quarterback. You know, UCLA, he had decent numbers. Um, he had a 3-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio. So him giving up, yes, granted, it's college. I know there's a huge difference, blah, blah, blah. But 
the guy, it, look, three to one touchdown interception ratio shows that the guy can actually read the field and not make as many mistakes, right? So I look at it as don't give up on the Green Bay players just yet, all right? There's still some time, but he still has value, or the team as a whole still has value because, look, he, they've been working on this guy for three years now. He was drafted in 2015, okay? He is obviously, a, you know, athletic enough to play in the NFL, or else he even as a, you know, he even he wouldn't have made it as a as a backup quarterback. But look at what Rodgers did. I don't, I'm not comparing him to what Rodgers, but Rodgers sat behind Favre for a few years and watched what Favre did and what Favre was able to do, and then all of a sudden Rodgers came out and was like, "Whoa, you're the next coming of Green Bay." Look, I'm not putting Hundley in the same category at all, but when you have teachers such as Favre to, uh, to Rodgers, and then you look at Montana to Young years ago, you know, they're the guys that, that have great quarterbacks in front of them, if the, if the backup is smart enough and patient enough to make their move, then, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I'm saying he should be. He should know this offense by now well enough to where he can get in and adjust to the NFL speed and make his team competitive week in and week out. And they're playing New Orleans this week, and it should be a shootout. You know, where or you know, I, before uh, Rodgers going down, we look at it as Rodgers versus Breeze. It should be a shootout, even though New Orleans defense has been playing off their butt. So it's. This week is really going to tell. I wouldn't, you know, I definitely don't drop anybody. Um, Let me ask you. Maybe look for a trade. Let me ask you a question. So this, the injury really affects the most Cobb and Adams. Those are the two players that I think everyone's worried about taking the biggest dip in fantasy performance. Which player do you think is going to take the biggest dip out of those two? Man, I... Dude, I, I can't even tell you. Well, all right. I, I really don't know because, well, it, and here's the thing is that between both of them, um, you know, they've gone back and forth the entire year, right? Adams, Cobb, Adams, Cobb. Cobb, uh, Adam has more, or more yard is more targets. He leads, a, he leads our team in targets, right? We know Jordy's going to get his, but Jordy's also been, you know, kind of off and on this year. Um, I honestly think it's going to affect Cobb more than Adams, but it's just really hard to say right now, man. It's, you know, it's, for me, it's a wait and see. What is going to happen this week? What is, you know, how is this offense going to run? I agree. I agree. I think Cobb is the player that, that takes the biggest hit. Uh, he's more of a, of a kind of a precision kind of a guy, whereas Adams can, you know, go up and, and take a football. And I think the rookie is going to need a player like that. Or, and I think he's probably going to be smart enough to know that he's going to be able to get some more contested catches out of Jones than he would uh, Cobb. Uh, but you're right. We just have to wait and see. Um, I... I personally am streaming the Saints, uh, but we'll talk about that later against this quarterback uh, after the three picks last week. I think it's going to repeat. Some other news. Fournette had a huge game, but he hurt his ankle. He hasn't been practicing this week. Uh, I think he showed up on Friday for a limited practice, but he's questionable to play. And so 
obviously you target Chris Ivory, who has been a good fantasy football player already. He's catching passes, which he historically hasn't really done a whole lot. But they've been using him as a yeah. pass-catching third down back, and he's been performing amazingly in that role. Uh, so if Fournette goes down, I mean, Ivory, I think, is a must-start on a solid offensive line. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. But uh, I I don't know. I, I might even put Ivory in as a flex play, even if Fournette plays this week. Yeah, being dinged up, maybe they lean on Ivory a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think that that's a good call, I, and I think Ivory's available uh, in a lot of leagues. I think he's on waivers yeah, a lot of leagues. right now. Yeah, um, and you know, so you can pick him up and put him in your flex, and expect to get some decent points this week. I mean, they're playing the Colts, who are a terrible defense all around, uh, and with the news that came out this week that Luck had a setback, you know, he's he's probably going to be done for the season. Um, there's no uh, way. It's so frustrating. It is, and and I think that that's going to really take the wind out of that team. And I think you just start to see them lay down and throw in some rookie running backs to see what they've got. Uh, I think Marlon Mack, um, you know, gets a lot of more looks this week uh, in that game, uh, just because of the injury to um, biceps. What's his name? Turban. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. terrible looking injury to his elbow he's done for the year. Um, and so that opens up a lot of opportunity for, for Mac. Um, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. Uh, DeMarco, oh, some injuries we should talk about. Um, always yeah. injuries, right? DeMarco Murray is hobbled with a hamstring injury. Um, he hasn't been practicing this week. He got in a limited practice on Friday, kind of like Fournette. Um, I think he plays. Delaney Walker has also been downgraded. Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah, Delaney Walker uh, basically did not uh, did not practice uh, Thursday, or excuse me, he was limited to practice Thursday. He was downgraded yesterday, so I don't know. It's a possibility that he might not play uh, this week. So uh, keep an eye on that. Yeah, middle of the week downgrades usually means an out game time. Um, yeah. So, ah, man, that team just can't get healthy. It can't get healthy. I mean, Mariota, he's still, you know, even though there's no question tag on him him right now, there's still that possibility that that hamstring uh, pops up again uh, if he makes a wrong move. So right now the Titans are really limping into every game. Uh, Murray being, uh, you know, a big question. uh, uh, Delaney Walker, I look at Derrick Henry to have a huge game this week. So... We'll see. Um, you know, they are playing Cleveland. They should bode well for them, or at least, you know, they should take it easy. Yeah, Cleveland uh, has not won a game, and I don't think they're going to anytime soon. No, um, no. Uh, other guys that are out, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out this week. Uh, Stefan Diggs is out. That groin keeps flaring up on him. Uh, it's a huge disappointment. So, I don't know, man. There's a lot of guys that, you know, we need to, uh, you know, keep an eye on and fill in. There's just two more players I want to mention. Uh, Winston for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, His shoulder, he's got an AC sprain, and he's going to play through it. But this downgrades the entire offense. I think he's going to be terrible. I I mean, he's already not a very accurate quarterback. And an an inaccurate quarterback with a hurt throwing shoulder? I I don't know, Brian. Like, I'm not starting any of my Tampa Bay players this week. Oh, God, that really, yeah. 
Yeah. Because Mike Evans has been a disappointment this year, too. Yeah, he hasn't been putting up the numbers as we all expected. He's putting up, like, no. wide receiver two, so, three numbers. Right. So you, you say it's a downgrade to all team. Is it actually an upgrade with Doug Martin, then? Do you think they're going to rely on him a little bit more? Well, or I think is it they will, but break? I don't. that offensive line isn't good enough to support a run game on their uh-huh. own. They kind of depend on the the field stretching of Evans and, you know, their their outside receivers. <coughs> but I I don't I see the whole team kinda laying an egg this week, uh, with the quarterback throwing probably multiple picks and lots of errant passes. Um they should sit Winston. They have a very capable backup um that could go out and win the game for them. But I think Winston's going to try to do too much and play through it, and it's not going to it's not going to be good for that team. Yeah. Uh, the last person I want to talk about is Keenan Allen. Uh, popped up with an injury, his shoulder. Oh. He has not been practicing. Um, I think he's going to go this week, but that's a big hole on that offense if he's limited or if he doesn't practice. Watch out for Mike Williams. Um, I was just going to ask. Yes, because he's back and healthy. He played last week. He had one catch. It was it was just, you know, one catch. But it was a critical play. It was a third down play that set up uh, a touchdown for them and, you know, towards the end of the game. Uh, and it was a big play. And that shows a lot of trust um, from the quarterback uh, to, to lean on a rookie like that. And, I mean, let's let's put it. I mean, there's there's a history of big, tall, wide receivers doing well with Rivers. Rivers likes throwing to big, tall, wide receivers. Uh, and Williams fits that bill. So if Allen is limited, look for Mike Williams to pick up some of those targets. Uh, it's a tough matchup this week, so I'm not expecting him to go bonkers. But um, just, you know, keep an eye on him. Uh, all right. Good call. That's it. We're, are we ready for the boom bus section? It's the boom bus, baby. Boom, boom bus of the week. All right. So, boom bus section. I'm always leaning off of the quarterbacks. I'm going to go ahead and talk about a guy who's been a disappointment so far this year. Coming off the hangover of a Super Bowl loss, Matt Ryan. He's playing the New England Patriots this week in a rematch of the Super Bowl. And I actually kind of like Matt Ryan this week because of how poorly New England's defense has been playing. All six quarterbacks that New England has faced has thrown for over 300 yards. They've allowed 14 passing touchdowns. This guy knows how to play. So, look, this, th- these numbers actually favor Matt Ryan to throw for 300 and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, so should put him in 20, 25 uh, fantasy points at least as the New England is uh, allowing 24 fantasy points to the position so far this year. So I like Matt Ryan to boom it out this week. If he doesn't, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. I guess it really goes to show that that offensive coordinator in Shanahan really is missed. Yeah, uh, and I think you're right. Um, New England has not been defending anything and. Uh, the Falcons are healthy. They get Sanu back this week. And I think, you know, he being on the other side of the field really helps that entire offense. Yeah. All right. All right. Oop. I want to move it along to the running back position. And I'm going to talk about an entire backfield. I'm starting everybody named Kamara and Ingram for the New Orleans Saints going <laughs> against Green Bay. Um, 
look, we already spoke about Huntley, and whether this is a shootout or not, we you know we saw the way Ingram played last week. He put up over thirty fantasy points. You know, hundred yards rushing, couple touchdowns, caught you know five for five and thirty-five yards. Kamara wasn't uh, as deeply as involved. However, I think because of his poise to catch out of the backfield. If this is a close game, it's going to bode well for Kamara. So I like the play of both of these guys. I really like Ingram. Look, you're going to have to start him as a running back one with the way he played last week and the way, you know, now that Peterson is gone, there's this is a better definition of a pound and one-two kind of uh, kind of guy, uh, excuse me, running back tandem. Not a pound of so, so much to say, but like a great start. Like you cannot miss with either one of these guys. And I think Kamara... Is definitely worth a flex spot, you know, um, until he until he proves otherwise that he's not worth it. Look, he was worth it when they still had all three, but now it I think it's an upgrade even more with Peterson being gone, and it gives this offense a better chance to start scoring some points because New Orleans. You look at their wide receivers; they really haven't been. Michael Thomas hasn't been playing like Michael Thomas or the way we thought he was going to be. This is why they got rid of Brandon Cooks. Uh, Willie Sneed just came back and not really sure how he's been doing. I'm not sure that he's been doing so hot. He's not been doing um, anything. No, and, you know, Ted Ginn has been so hit or miss. It's kind of like, eh, you know. So I I really like to play both of these guys this week. I'm starting everybody in a running back uh, uniform for the New Orleans Saints, Kamara and Ingram. I think it's a good call. All right, who do you got for uh, wide receiver? I'm going with Jarvis Landry, and here's why. Jarvis Landry is not somebody that we've spoken about too much this year, but he's been quietly just pumping along, pumping along, pumping along for this Miami team, even with Cutler at the helm. And Landry, uh, his last three of five games in a PPR has scored 15 or more points, and in five games this year has scored no lower than 10 points. So you know, you know he has a floor of 10. All right. Not saying his ceiling is going to be 30 because he hasn't been putting up huge numbers, but because he's a PPR monster and they're playing the Jets, uh, look, I, it's a great matchup for them. Devonte Parker is hurt. He should see majority of the, uh, you know, uh, majority of the targets. Um, you know, which honestly, it's you know, it bodes well for Ajayi as well. But for me, the wide receiver, my boom player this week is going to be. Uh, 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 Jarvis Landry. I like it. Jets. I like it. I'm targeting him everywhere uh, in leagues for trades. I, I want him on my team. Yeah. All right. Tight end boom. Oh, you know, until we were talking about the injuries, I had Delaney Walker down uh, because they're playing Cleveland. Cleveland has given up four of the top ten or four top ten scores all week or for the year against the tight end position. Uh, they've allowed the most points to the tight ends overall. They've allowed the most catches overall. They've allowed the second most, uh, excuse me, the second most tight end points overall and the most pass catches. So this really bo- uh, bodes well for Delaney Walker. But if he gets hurt, you get, he's, he's a game time. He's going to be a game time decision. So I don't know. It, he was going to be my boom this week, but. I'm going to have to go back to Austin Severian Jenkins. <laughs> Look, the guy's been on fire. Um, they've, you know, the, the, the Dolphins have allowed the third most points to the tight end position this year. Uh, he's playing in almost 80% of the snaps, and 
He's actually their most reliable receiver right now. So if Delaney Walker's not going to play, then Austin Severian Jenkins. Uh, but either which way, they're both going to boom. All right. Uh, so now for the bust. Who's going to just flop this week and do a lot less than they should? Well, <laughs> you said a lot less than they should or a lot less than what they could. Uh, my bust this week. I'm just going to have two words, Eli Manning. Uh, <laughs> Should I say anything else? Um, look, somehow, somehow the Giants beat Denver last week. I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. Without their top four wide receivers, it, it was a miracle that they did it. Somehow, Goldman and Darqua actually ran against that Denver defense. Uh, they didn't look great, but they got the job done, and they ended up winning the game pretty handily. So, um, But, look, they're playing the Seahawks this week. The Giants are just a horrible mess right now. They are a dumpster fire waiting to happen. They're just waiting for someone to light that match. And um, they're playing the Seahawks, who are coming off a of bye week. They're very well-rested defense. They're an opportunistic defense. And we all know Manning, he matches touchdown to interception. So if he throws for a touchdown, I actually look for him to throw two or three interceptions this week <laughs> and probably get his butt knocked on the ground several times because, you know, Seattle's a little bit hungry. And, you know, the Giants, like I said, they're just they're horrible. Yep, sad Manning this week. All right, running back bust. Running back bust. Uh, how about the entire running back situation for the Jets? So, if I'm starting all the Saints, I'm benching all my Jet players, and here's why. Miami is actually a pretty good run defense. They've actually only allowed one double-digit score in the last four games in uh, PPR leagues. That was Alvin Kamara, and he I believe he only had like 11 points uh, against Miami. Let me check that. I was a where did he, oh no, he had 25 that week. All right, but um, but that was just because that was that week where he caught 10 passes for like 70 something yards. Yeah. So he got 17 points off, off uh, just off that alone. But other than that, there's been no other running back score uh, scoring more double digit fantasy points, and because there's a we don't really know what's happening with the Jets situation. Forte played decently last week, but he's just not running. He's just not cutting. He's just, look, he's another year older. I believe this is his last, you know, I believe this is his swan song. And, um, look, I love Forte. He was a great fantasy player for a long time, but I'm not relying on him. McGuire, he, he literally shot the bed last week. And Powell, who's just been off and on. He's really only had one great game, and coming off an injury, I'm benching everybody in a Jets uniform this week for the running back. So, yeah, I think the Jets are um, a team that you want to stay away from probably moving forward. <laughs> yeah, um, except for the tight end. Yeah, ASJ, only thing happening on that team. It really is. Alright, so my wide receiver bust, and I guess this is a guy, it's, it's pretty obvious, Sammy Watkins. Um, the last three weeks, he's literally caught like two catches for 28 yards. He had 2.1 points last week in PPR. His last three, he's had three straight games literally with less than three points. So he's had like six and a half points his last three games. This is the guy you're not starting anywhere, even though they're playing Arizona. 
the only guy in the Arizona secondary that has been doing anything this year is Patrick Peterson, and he's a guy who's going to be shadowing Watkins this week. So, and Goff has been notoriously known to stay away from the top corner, and so for me, it's it's a no-brainer. I'm not starting Sammy Watkins anywhere that I own him. It's you know he hasn't been playing well, and you know besides that blowout game a few weeks ago or what four or five weeks ago that he had. Um, he hasn't done anything since, and, you know, for me, it's just, yeah, you're going to bench him and, and look elsewhere for your points. I agree. All right, tight end flop. Who is your tight end flop for this week? Well, you know, this guy has been a number one tight end on many teams for the last few years, and his concussions have been an issue, but this year it's really just been the fact that he and Wentz can't get, uh, excuse me, he and Cousins can't get on uh, track. And Jordan Reed is a guy that I'm really expecting to bust this week. Uh, Philadelphia um, is actually allowing less than five catches to the tight end posi- uh, position. It's like four and a half catches to the tight end position per game this year. Um, so I don't look for Jordan Reed to really make his mark just yet. You know, and granted, Philly secondary is horrible. All right, it's horrible, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in uh, one of my breakout players. Um, but uh, there's actually 28 tight ends that have scored more points than Jordan Reed this year. And, and look, you drafted Jordan Reed, you drafted him as your tight end, and he just hasn't been doing it. He was out the first couple of games, like you know, he's been hurt, but he's just not been doing it. And I really think Philadelphia's linebacking core is. A, lot better than what most their 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 line is actually pretty good and i i just their secondary is not but it it, there's there's no way i'm I'm looking at jordan reed this week for uh for help i agree i'm gonna step in with another tight end bus because he's been having a couple good weeks austin hooper has had nine and seven targets in week six in uh week four there was a bye week in between there um, and uh, he put double-digit fantasy points both weeks. Uh, that to match his week one blow-up, you know, over a 100-yard game and a touchdown. But he did that on two targets and two catches. Week two, he had two targets and two catches. And again, in week three, he had two targets. I think week seven against New England, even though it's a really good matchup, because Sanu is going to be back in the lineup, you're going to see those targets go to Sanu. And you're going to see Hooper probably targeted around the two, three time range. And that's just not going to be enough opportunity to get anything done. I think he's a bust. Um, If you've got him in your lineup, don't look for him to get more than five fantasy points this week. Uh, He's not going to put up another, you know, double digit, even against a really soft New England defense. Um, And that's it for the boom bust. So now we move on to... Who are you putting in your flex? Uh, Brian, I want you to start with a flex position. Okay, so I'm going to shoot myself in the foot because I'm a homer, and also I've been going against this guy all year, or at least the last few weeks, but Isaiah Crowell is actually prime for a, a, a mini breakout of sorts, all right? You know, the last couple of weeks, he's he's averaging 16 touches. He's actually been averaging f- over four yards a carry, which is up from his two and a half yards a carry. So, hey, that's not bad. Um, Kaiser is going to start. 
they're horrible at the quarterback position right now. And if for some reason Kaiser can actually get them down to the field and in the red zone, or at least near the goal line, I look for them to hand it off to Crowell instead of him throwing an interception um, to the Titans and Crowell scoring. Look, if Crowell can get me a touchdown and 70 yards on the ground, I'll take 13 points for a, for a flex player any day of the week. All right. Uh, my flex player is Marlon Mack, and I think we talked about there this earlier go. in the show. With Turbin being out for the season without an elbow, um, they are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are shut down against the pass, and so they funnel the run, and they've given up some long runs this year. I think Marlon Mack, who's capable of breaking a long run, does this week. Um, I think that he gets around 10 touches this week instead of the customary three or four. Um, and he does well with them. Uh, the the defense is not going to really put up much of a fight on the ground. Um, and I think Mac has that explosive capability where if he hits the blocks right, he can take it to the house and people aren't going to catch him. Um, I'm actually starting him in some leagues over Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is oh, going. Really? Yeah, Joe Mixon has been getting the touches. He's been getting about 20 touches a game. Um, but he hasn't been doing it. He's been putting up, you know, 10 fantasy points the last couple weeks, but uh, barely. And, you know, that line is still really bad. They're not improving. And, you know, Pittsburgh has been soft against the run, and they also look like a team that's falling apart at the seams. But they're home, and Cincinnati historically just doesn't do well in this matchup. It's a division matchup. Yep, they're going to be playing dirty. They're going to be hitting hard. I think it's going to end up being kind of a grinder type of a game where quarterbacks are throwing picks. Both are horrible. <laughs> yeah, and and the running games, I think, are going to stutter as a result. Um, so what I'm hearing from you is start both of these defenses right away. I, I, would, <laughs> I would say so, yeah. If you have Pittsburgh's D... Um, you, you know, you can start them, and they haven't been lighting the world on fire, Pittsburgh. And to be honest with you, I'm a little worried that the quarterback play has been so bad that it kind of hurts their defense. Um, you know, Roethlisberger is just—he looks like he's done. I think he is. I mean, I think this might be his last year. Uh, with the with with the comment that he made a couple of weeks ago, that he's just not feeling it anymore. I'm I'm with you. I just. I, I'm not seeing it. Are you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm not going? All right, so let's talk streamers real quick, and then we'll move on to final thoughts. Um, so for streamers, I'm just going to jump out there and start. I'm playing New Orleans defense against Green Bay's, Green Bay's Hudley. Uh, I, I heard, you know, what you were talking about in his college performance, and, you know, he's been with the team for a few years. The coach is really high on him. Um, but, I mean, New Orleans has been putting up sacks. The past three, yeah. three weeks in a row, there was five sacks, four sacks, four sacks, and three, six, seven, seven picks, too, over the last three weeks. I mean, they're, they're getting it done, and, you know, they're scoring touchdowns. I, I'm playing New Orleans against a rookie, or he's not a rookie, but against a first-start quarterback, um, you know, and I'm hoping for a blow up game. You know, it's kind of this it's kind of a boom bust pick, you know, for for the defense and I'm I'm playing it uh, as a boom pick. You're right. I mean, he's still going to be coming in as, you know, 
we we don't know. Like we were talking earlier before the show, it's a wait and see with Hunley, and I think this is going to be a true test for him because New Orleans defense really has been playing well as of late, and uh, I think it's a good streamer. So, all right, who do you got, Brian? Um, all right, because Emmanuel Sanders is out, I'm actually going to stream Benny Fowler this week. Uh, they are playing a division game against the Chargers, and of course. Demarius Thomas is going to get targeted the most. Um, however, I think Benny Fowler has a chance to actually step it up this week and get in the end zone without, you know, Sanders out there. You know, it moves him into the wide receiver two position on that team. Uh, and I think most of the attention is going to be focused on Thomas, which is going to leave him open several times to get that scoring opportunity. He scored two touchdowns in week one. He doesn't have a great per target uh, average. It's like less than six yards, so he's not get, he's not stretching the field a lot. I don't think he's that fast, but look, if he can get to the sideline a couple of times, catch one in the end zone, he's definitely worth a stream because Emmanuel Sanders is definitely not going to play this week. And you know, with with guys like you know what. Uh, um, excuse me, Watkins, he was definitely a no-start. You know, Detroit and Houston are both on buys this week, so that eliminates Golden, uh, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, uh, Hopkins, and Fuller. So if you need some fill-ins, I really like uh, Benny Flower in PPR leagues, especially in the flex, but, uh, you know, possibly in a wide receiver three. So I'm streaming him, and I don't know. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to roll the dice on this one. All right, so let's move to final thoughts. I'm going to start... Oh, we got Breakout. Breakout player. I apologize. So we have to do our Breakout Player of the Week. So, Brian, I'm going to let you start. Breakout Player of the Week. And this is a guy... All right, I'm just going to go ahead. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor against Philadelphia. I know. (laughs) You're like, what? Yeah, I I am surprised. he is the 59th ranked wide receiver in PPR leagues. He has not had any more than 70 yards in a game. He's only scored one touchdown. And since week one, when he led the team in targets with 11, he's only been averaging four and a half targets a game since then. So I like him to break out this week. This is what I was thinking earlier about Jordan Reed and you know uh, Philly's uh, defense. Philly's secondary is allowing... 28th most or 28 they're 28th in points 31st in yards and 30 seconds and catches allowed to wide receivers if Terrell Pryor doesn't break out this week ah, then it's it's look this is his this is his game to break out he's got a better matchup right now than he does against anybody else their leading corner is out the guy that's coming in I believe Mills or whatever is ranked like number 102 out of 112 for that position and has allowed three touchdown passes on him this year and is supposed to be the guy that's covering uh, Pryor. So I really look for Pryor to break out this week. If he doesn't, you, you got you, you to gotta do something. Trade him while you can. He, he's not going to help you win. But for me, this is my breakout player against the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's why I like this game to be a – a run and shoot or a big time, you know, uh, back and forth game, just because I think it's just going to be one of those games. And Cousins and Winston both are playing their ass off. So, all right, I like it. Um, when you first mentioned his name, I I couldn't believe it because he hasn't really done anything this year. So it would be a true breakout. 
uh, for this season if he puts up yeah. those points. Um, all right, I don't have a, a breakout player, so let's just move on to final thoughts, and I'll start, and I'll let you finish the show, Brian. Uh, I, okay. I wanted to talk about Te- Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Teddy Bridgewater Ooh. is practicing, and yes. he apparently reportedly feels good, looks good, is healthy, and has confidence in that surgically repaired knee, which is amazing because some doctors thought that they would have to, he would lose his leg uh, when, he, when he was hurt. And so he's back on the football field, and guess who isn't on the football field? Bradford. That is correct. Bradford, I, I, think, he, I think he's done. I mean, because the doctors, the MRIs are coming back clean. The doctors are saying, like, your, your muscles are all intact. It's just, he's got so much inflammation. Like, his knee apparently is just blowing up like a basketball. And I think he's, he just might be done. I think that knee just can't take it anymore. And he has no confidence in it. When you saw him try to play on the football field, he wasn't stepping forward. His body language was nervous. He knew he couldn't move in the pocket. He, he looks scared. And you can't play... Uh, the quarterback position in the NFL and be scared. And I think, no. I think you know, Bradford, of course, is not going to play this week. I'm sorry, uh, Bridgewater is not going to play, of course, this week. But I think he makes a start against Cleveland. And so, you know, if you are in a position like me where you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback, <laughs> you might want to pick up Teddy Bridgewater and put him on your bench uh, because he... He's got a lot of weapons around him on that Minnesota team. Uh, Diggs is one of the yeah. best wide receivers in the game. Uh, he just needs to get healthy. And maybe they get healthy at the same time, and you know, maybe he does something special in a couple weeks. So that's my final yep. thoughts. All right. Well, my final thought is, folks, it's halfway through the season time. And, look, even if you're at one of five, don't worry, don't fret. You can run out the rest of the season. Just pay attention to what you're doing and, and uh, you know, make, make the best go at it. And, you know, look, things happen each and every week. I thought I was rolling along with teams and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Don't get frustrated. You never know what's going to happen week to week. That's the thing. You know, you can, you can honestly look at some sports like baseball and and. Uh, basketball and realize what the outcome is going to be. You know, injuries aren't as prevalent as they are in football, and they, you know, they basically do change, you know, the outcome of the game from week to week. So, um, you know, just just pay attention, keep playing, and you know, look again, it's halfway through, uh, but it is time to really, you know to get it going if you are sitting at one of four or excuse me one of five or two and four uh to start making some moves and you know push for the playoffs because just like anybody else just like anywhere you know you want to win your league um most importantly for the bragging rights so everybody else will shut up and uh <laughs> yeah and i think it's it's a good thing to mention because because right now as a fantasy football player your tactic should be shifting slightly I mean, now that you're about halfway through the season, if you started out strong, you should be eyeballing the playoffs and starting to think about the long term. Like, if you have four right. wins, that's you're pretty much in. 
right? You, you, you only have to go 50-50 for the rest of the year and you'll make the playoffs. And so start thinking about, you know, weeks 15, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, start thinking about, you know, defenses and your flex position and your quarterback. I mean, those weeks are more important than anything else because you're one and done. If you lose, it's over. And so if you have a deep bench, you have the ability to start preparing for those weeks. Right now is the time to do it. If you're losing and you you know have a, a two-win two record or, God forbid, a one-win record, you're... Like Brian said, you have to make some moves right now to try to shake things up and change things up because it's do or die time. Uh, unless unless you start winning and get even, you know, pretty soon, it's gonna it's gonna be really difficult for you to manage your team. You're gonna have your back against the wall on on the waivers, and and that's not a fun position to be in. And, you know, around nope. this time of year, there's not gonna be a whole lot of waiver lottery tickets left. Uh, most of the running back players who we're in a position to do something, either took that position uh, or, or will in the near future, and they're already on benches. Um, so, you know, do what you can to trade. Try to beef up, you know, your team where you're weak uh, and be thinking about playoffs because it's right around the corner. Yep. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for us, folks. Yeah. Uh, decent. We're about 45 minutes. I like it. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the China-based fantasy football podcast, and that was our Week 7 show. Y'all be good. Y'all be good.